welcome to the Canadian Side Hustle and Business Podcast. I'm your host, Irene Roussel. I'm very excited to have with me in studio, Miss Duenia Peel, all the way from Toronto. Welcome, Duenia. Thanks for having me, Irenia. I am super excited to have you here in this episode because I know that you have so much wisdom to share with our listeners. I really hope I can impart some really good wisdom. I'm going to try my best to make sure that everyone gets some good nuggets from this interview. Awesome. And to you, my listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this dial again. And if you are dropping by for the first time, hang on to your seat. Grab a notebook because you are going to need it. Dwayne Peel, she's the owner and executive director of the Canadian Small Business Women. She's a lover of entrepreneurship, volunteering, and networking. She strives to inspire aspiring and current entrepreneurs all across Canada. She's a chemist and a political scientist by training and education, but an entrepreneur at heart. She started two successful businesses back in 2008. And in 2013, she launched the Canadian Small Business Women platform where she serves small business women across Canada. And I could go on and on. She's also an author of her new book, The Power Within, Inspiring Stories of Female Immigrant Entrepreneurs. And of course, she is absolutely a powerhouse that we were watching out for. Right, Duenia? Right. Awesome. So let's get our listeners situated with you and tell us about your backstory. Well, I was born in this little island. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. It's called Jamaica, you know. Yeah. Little island of the Caribbean. <laughs> Absolutely. Who who doesn't know Jamaica? That's like the place to stop, right? <laughs> yes, we do make an impact wherever we go. So I was born in Jamaica. I went to... Um, I lived there until I was about 10 and then I moved to New York city and went to junior high school and high school there. I moved to Canada when I was 18 and then I started going to school in Windsor at the university of Windsor. And there I got a couple of degrees, a BSc in chemistry and a BA in political science. I've always had a love affair with, lab work with, you know, I love working in the lab. So I decided to also go to St. Clair College and get a diploma in chemical laboratory technology. That's awesome. From that, I, you know, I finished school. I got a great industry job. I worked there for a few years and then the company unfortunately went bankrupt. Now, for most people, when they're going to be out of a job, they'll be, you know, quite worried. I was so excited because it was the first summer I've ever experienced where I had zero school and zero work. So I thought I was just going to relax and soak up the sun. I got bored after a couple of weeks. (laughs) And that's when I started my first business. So I had this great idea of 
starting a cupcakes and pies business. And this was before cupcakes were a craze in Canada. So this is back in 2008. So the cupcake bug didn't quite hit the major cities yet, but it was a huge thing in the US. So I had this great idea and I said, you know, I want to start this business, but I had no idea how to do it. I started asking a lot of people questions to see if I could get some guidance. And, you know, it was quite disheartening to know that I had this idea and I didn't know how to pull it off. I thought there had to be more people who were just like me. Yes. So I managed to start the business. I incorporated it all on my own. And I was getting great orders from places like Google Canada and Chrysler Canada. I was doing well. I set up a website all by myself. I used my one year of computer science at university to do some HTML coding. And, you know, it turned out pretty well. So, you know, after a couple of years of doing it, I ended up moving to the GTA and I still did the cupcake business, but by that time, there were a lot of cupcake companies popping up brick and mortar style, and I knew I couldn't compete. So I decided to pull back from that business, but that business taught me a lot. And I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to, you know, share everything that I learned. And that's really how Canadian small business women started. I had all these great ideas. I wanted to share it because I knew there had to be people like me who had awesome business ideas, but just didn't know how to translate it into reality because, you know, we didn't grow up in an entrepreneurial household or we just don't know where to go to find the information. And in 2013, Canadian small business women was born. Absolutely amazing that, you know, you saw a need in the market based on your experience and you created something which is now vibrant. Tell us a little bit more about this organization that you created. Well, we, when we started, <laughs> we started as a blog site. So I had experts who, you know, they were experts in the small business world. They would submit blog pieces that people like myself could read and could apply some of these lessons to our businesses. So the first year, it was all about just getting the blogs out there. I got a free WordPress site and I would just post all these blogs. People started calling and asking, are you going to have events? And you know, I didn't want to do that. It wasn't my thing. It wasn't my intention. And in the second year of the business, I said, you know what, I need to have these networking events because people, one, are calling, asking about them. That means that they really want them. And two, it gives me a chance to come face to face to, with some of the people who are reading my blog. So I did that for a year, just do monthly networking events. And then I started doing larger events. So I would do small business seminars and then we would do an immigrant women's small business expo. And then we catapulted into doing online webinars. So right now the business has grown quite a bit. It's been seven years and we still, despite the pandemic situation we're in right now, we normally would have hosted five to seven events this year. 
in-person events along with our virtual um, webinars. Now we fully pivoted into doing full-scale virtual conferences. We've done two of them already. I'm very excited about those. And then we have two more coming up that are scheduled for July and August. And our August event I'm so excited about because it's going to be an international speaker series. And because it's virtual, it's given me a chance to do something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to get speakers from across the globe to come and impart some wisdom on our Canadian entrepreneurs. So we will have a speaker from the Caribbean, one from the US, one from Canada, one from the UK. So we've grown quite a bit over the years and our network in terms of social media has grown tremendously because we are trying to do everything we can to support entrepreneurs. That's absolutely awesome that, you know, you're planning all of these networking events, conferences to bring people together, you know, to educate and inform them about, you know, various topics around business. That is absolutely fantastic. Thank you. So in a time like now, you know, there are a lot of people who've been followed, a lot of people who've been, who, who've been laid off, who are looking for work, students who are graduating, right? So with an event like yours, you're bringing, you know, some really um, knowledgeable people. What advice would you have for attendees to your conference in, in terms of them really utilizing it to the max? So what I've been encouraging people to do during this time, especially if you're in a business that, you know, is very much face to face with a customer in terms of the interaction and you can't do that right now, is to really focus on marketing and focus on trying to make sure that you're still present on social media, on the internet and network, build relationships. So it, at my virtual event, we do have a networking portion of the platform that allows you to do speed networking. So I have it set for 10 minutes where you get to meet someone on a video, video chat, video to video chat and talk for 10 minutes and you can exchange information. So right now, the game plan for everyone should be to build connections. I really like that you say that because we all know the human connection, especially when it comes to business. Business is all about relationship building. People like to do business with people they know, they connect with, and they can feel a synergy together with them. So that's awesome that you're creating that platform for your clients. Along the way, you, you were saying something? Um, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. Along the way in our lives, right, we have different types of mentors. We have individuals who are mentors. We have, you know, we can find mentors in books, in podcasts, in a number of different forms. How have mentors impacted your journey to get you to where you are today? To be totally honest, I've never really had a mentor. Um, I'm not the type of person who really needs to or wants to look to someone for inspiration. My inspiration every day is the fact that I wake up. That's just how I function. If I get up and I'm able to get out of bed, 
I need to set a goal and I need to achieve it, no matter how small the goal is. I've always been this way. But what I do is I do recognize that there are people out there who have done this and who have done it well, or who have done some things that I am interested in and who've done them well. What I do is if I need a piece of advice, I will go and I will find that person and I will ask questions. But I know the level of, you know, hecticness that people in those positions have to go through day by day. They don't have time. So I'm very direct and usually ask questions in small doses, you know, hello, such and such. I am having an issue with point A and I just need a little bit of insight, you know? So that's usually how I approach it. I also have a very good group of core friends who are entrepreneurs and we serve as sounding boards for each other. So whenever we're looking for advice or whenever we just need to vent sometimes about things that are happening in our businesses, that's who I look to as opposed to calling it a mentor. It's interesting, you know, that, that you say that, you know, and I love it. You have a core group of entrepreneurs that you bounce ideas around and then you connect with, you know, key experts, right, for specific topics that you would like to, you know, get some further information on. So I really like the way that you utilize those connections in order to build that knowledge gap. That's, that's really cool. And, you know, and, and you're right, not everybody have mentors, right? Um, so so that's, that's awesome too. Let's segue into an area in your life where you had a really defining moment. You had an epic failure and then you utilize your skills to get out of that failure. How did you do that? Wow, epic failure? Mm. <laughs> so, you know, we've all had our moments where we had to come, come out of something, you know, and for me with the business, um, a part of it was when I started hosting events. So I host events across Ontario. And I remember, I have two examples I can give. I remember when I decided to host my first Niagara event. Looking back at it, I know exactly what I did wrong, but you know what? It's okay. I learned from it. I hosted this event my very first time. I did not have enough time to advertise. And I had about five people show up to what is supposed to be a hundred to 150 person seminar. Wow. I was mortified. I was embarrassed. I was angry at myself for following through when I knew I had doubts. I lost a lot of money. And, you know, I vowed I would never do it that way again. And then I remember having my Ottawa Expo. I believe it was the second one. And I chose a venue that just wasn't the right one. It was just a little bit too confusing for people. It was very expensive for me. And I remember the feeling I had in Niagara. I had this feeling 10 times over to the point where I think for a couple of hours for the event, no one could find me. 
because I was sitting in a corner shaking because I was so upset with myself. But again, I used it as a learning experience. I knew exactly what I did wrong and vowed to never do it again. And I must say that since then, I've been really successful at the seminars and the expos. I really like, you know, how you reframed and learned from the experience. And because of that, you know, as you said, you were able to build even better events, right? And know what not to do in terms of a venue and know how to, you know, give that lead time for your major events, right? Because since then you've packed the rooms for your activities. Right. A lot of times as event planners or, you know, as humans, we want to follow through with our actions, even when the signs are clear that we should stop. And I think for me, what I considered a failure at that point would have been to not have the event as opposed to not looking at it as I can have this event and it could be a failure for not just you, but for, you know, your vendors, your sponsors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn. I had to really take a step back and start analyzing whenever I did an event. Is this what you're looking for? Is this, are you going to follow through and are, what are the reasons why you're following through and will it be successful? Yes. Yeah. Now let's segue into some projects that you're working on. I think you're working on a couple of projects that are really firing you up, really giving you that pep in your step every day. Well, yeah, we're working on a few things here. So, you know, of course we're working on growing our business because just like everyone during this pandemic time, we've had to pivot, but we also want to not only grow our network, but also use our network to help others. We have been doing daily Instagram lives and we're featuring entrepreneurs on each live. So at least it gives them a chance to talk about their business and to talk about problems they might be having. So that was something that was really cool that we were doing. But what we have coming up, I have two books that I need to start writing. (laughs) So the first book, I am saying it's going to be released in October. It is going to be me talking about my journey of going through breast cancer because I get a lot of people ask me about it. And I mean, I was very transparent with the business community because I felt I needed to be because I knew I had to cancel events and I knew I had to slow down. So I needed to give the reason why I chose to slow down or why I have to cancel the event because my health came first. So I'm going to write about that and it's slated to be released in October. And then we're going to do another compilation book where we're going to feature four to six Canadian female entrepreneurs. And we're actually looking for stories now. So if anyone is interested in being a part of our next book, please do let us know. That is slated to come out in December of this year. And then we're also focusing on all our virtual conferencing. It has been so successful that we're just not going to stop. We're going full steam ahead to keep doing these conferences. First of all, you know, I have to pause because you just said that you're writing a book to talk about your journey of going through cancer. And I just want to applaud you for doing that because I know it's not 
it's not easy. And especially right now during a pandemic and you've come, you know, through and beyond, you know, a, a very tough and challenging time. So I salute you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was quite a journey, but you know what? I looked at it as just, you know, an experience in my life. And I treated it like I treated any other experience that I would have gone through. Now, another thing I love is that you're compiling another book of four to six entrepreneurs. Um, what do you hope to achieve with this second book? Well, you know, it was another way for me to use my platform to promote others. And I'm using these books as inspiration to aspiring entrepreneurs. The first book was focused on female immigrant entrepreneurs because I wanted people who were immigrants to see that it can be done. I wanted them to look, read these stories and still feel like they could push through anything in order to achieve their goals. So it's really the same that I'm, that I'm trying to achieve for the next book in order to serve as inspiration and to serve as a nice publicity for other entrepreneurs. Well, I really love that you're doing that. That's, that's absolutely fantastic. So to you, my listeners, and to you, the entrepreneur out there, this is an opportunity for you to connect directly with Dwayna. And I'm going to put that information in the show notes. And you better contact her right away to save your spot if you want to be featured in this book. And of course, it's very competitive. So you definitely want to come with your A game on that one. Right, Dwayna? Exactly. <laughs> awesome. All right, Duenia. So what do you think the future of work looks like right now, especially amidst current times? Well, I'm going to say promising because I have always been a glass half full type of person. I always can find the good and the positive in any situation. And I've learned that, especially during the time we're in, if you're an entrepreneur and you can find a way to be creative right now, you are going to win when the time gets better. Because if you can survive during a time where everyone is panicking about their future, then you know what? the rest is going to be great. So our goal is to have us reach all corners of Canada. That's always been the goal. And now that we've been forced to go virtual sooner than we thought we could, we're now able to do that. So I'm just looking forward to seeing us grow and to seeing us thrive. It's absolutely fabulous. And um, so right now, coming back to, you know, recent grads and folks who are looking to make decisions about whether or not they're going into corporate work or whether or not they're starting their own business. What advice would you have for individuals who are trying to make that decision? Because there's a distinct, there's a distinction between the two. And I believe that you 
you are working corporate, but also, um, you know, you have Canada small business women. Yeah, I know it can be very challenging right now, especially for new grads looking to get into the corporate world. Now, businesses are still hiring. They're still doing interviews. But what you can do is to, one, make sure that you have a great LinkedIn profile. <laughs> like you need to make sure that is top of your list to get done. Start following the companies you're interested in working for. Start following the HR generalist from those companies to make sure you can have some kind of open dialogue. And the big thing is I know you're new, but you can start establishing yourself as an expert in your field. So a great example I gave someone last week because I do try my best to help people in the chemistry realm of things. I will review their resumes and do um, sample like mock interviews just so that they can be prepared for when the time actually comes. I told this person that they should start following some of these forums and start commenting and you know people ask a lot of these questions in these forums and in order for you to be perceived as an expert you need to start answering some of these questions and you never know people will notice you and they might be able to find a position for you so there's still hope you just have to find a different way to present yourself now in the entrepreneurship side of things it's just about the perfect time to start a business. <laughs> Why I say that, there's so many free resources being presented that it's unprecedented. So you can actually go through and find all the information you need for free in order to get your business started. There are all these marketing giants and web developing giants and graphic designing giants that are doing all kinds of things for free, teaching people things for free. So it's the perfect time to start a business as an entrepreneur because you can get all the resources that you normally would have had to pay for, for practically nothing. You're absolutely right about that, you know, and, um, I'm not going to add anything to it because I think you are very succinct in terms of, you know, what it is individuals need to do if they want to get into corporate. And then if they're thinking about entrepreneurship, you know, really capitalizing on all of the low cost free resources, you know, that's available right now. And there isn't a better time. Most great businesses are started during economic downturns. If you look at, you know, Uber and just a variety of companies, um, who started out during a time like that. Yeah, and that's because they thought outside the box. They did not see the norm anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So now let's move into our rapid fire insights where we just get a little bit more personal with you because we really just want to know what do you do when you wake up to set the tone for your day, doing Yeah. <laughs> So when I wake up, I started this probably about 21 days ago because I had to wait until I finished all my cancer treatment 
And I gained quite a few pounds during that treatment and I started feeling so weak. So the first thing I do when I wake up every day now is work out. I have been on what, it's been 21 days straight now and I plan on going to 100. So I work out, take a shower, have breakfast, and then I sit at my desk and I start working. <laughs> cool. Duane, we all know music changes our physiology, you know, a mood for the day. What song do you have on repeat? Okay, so if it comes to just listening to music all day, I will press play on reggae. I will just go, you know, hey, Google, play me, like, oh, I think my phone might actually activate right now. <laughs> play me Barris Hammond or something, and I'll have that on repeat all day. However, yes. there is one song that I try to listen to every morning, and it gets me in such a good mood. And it's Smile by Kirk Franklin. Like, you listen to that song, and for that three to four minutes, you are just smiling and just so happy. How can my up go well, right? <laughs> Absolutely awesome that you do that. Um, that's, that's great. I'm going to check out that song. Yeah. It's really good. Like uh, my neighbors probably hear it every morning and probably see me spinning around in circles, smiling and just having a good time, but it's worth it. <laughs> um, so we've talked about, you know, a lot of things in the podcast and um, in all of what we talked about, you know, what I draw from that is that you're building community, you're building great resource for small business, for women in small business, and you have a lot of resources to offer. You know, you offered some of your journey, some of the challenges that you faced and how you overcome them. And you've also provided some really good advice for individuals who are trying to think about and make a decision between, you know, whether it's corporate or entrepreneurship. And of course, whichever path one chooses, there's always success along the way. So if there's one last thing you want our audience to know about our discussion, a key takeaway, what would that be? I would tell them not to be discouraged. No matter how big the hurdle seems, just keep chipping away because you don't want to look back and wish that, you know, I wish I could have started this business five years ago or I wish I could have done this particular activity a year ago. Just don't be discouraged. Just keep looking forward because what if you actually succeed? Yes. I love this. I love it. I love it. I love it. Especially right now, right? Um, it's just so important, right, Duenia? Correct. Correct. Because now we're all probably experiencing not only fear of what is going on out there, but we are indoors. So there's that sense of cabin fever as well. Then this sense of uncertainty in terms of health and finances. There's so many things that could go wrong. But think about the things that could go right. My listeners connect with you. Well, I am on every social media channel <laughs> as Canadian Small Business Woman. So you can go to my website, canadiansmallbusinesswoman.ca. You can email me at info at canadiansmallbusinesswoman.ca. I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Canadian Small Business Woman, Twitter as 
CDN, Small Biz, WMN. And then on LinkedIn, you can search my name, Dwayne McClarty Peel, or just do linkedin.com slash business connector. I'm going to drop that into the, into the show notes. So listeners, you'll get an opportunity to connect with Dwayne because there's a great opportunity for you to be in her book as well, right? Yes, yes, there is. <laughs> so awesome. I know that we could go on and on. And I, I really have to have you back on at a later date um, on the podcast. But for today, I think we've, we've gotten, you know, a really good sense of who you are and also gained some really good golden nuggets that, you know, my listeners can apply as well as myself. So thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank you so much for having me and thank you for having this platform that people like myself can come on and, you know, share our stories. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning into this style. If you found some value in this episode, please do share it with a friend. We want this knowledge to spread across Canada. Please also head over to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast so you're in tune when every episode drops. And as well, write us a review. Let us know how this episode helped you. Until next time, thank you so much. I'm your host. Irene Roussel.